0: hey y'all! do you want to be a dj why why i want to be a dj yo uh uh hello everybody and welcome to episode two season two of varsky's i want to be a dj podcast i am your host varsky as always and uh on this episode, we're going for quite a chill out. It's evening time for the first time. I don't think I've ever recorded a podcast this late. It's half nine. I've just been to the sauna and uh, I've done my wind down for the day. But yeah, it's like kind of, I kind of, kind of like it. It's, um, so you're gonna get a bit more of a chill out show. Not much hype, but we've got so much to talk about. Uh, this episode has been delayed. I know I've been talking and meaning to do it for so long, but yeah, it's been delayed. But we're here now. We're doing it. Um, thank you for joining me. Uh, rate, review, subscribe if you're on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast if you could just drop me a five-star rating and uh, a little subscription it's all free Uh, you do me and this podcast a world of good Uh, because all I'm trying to do is reach get this podcast out to a wider market I do it because I love talking about the industry I love talking to friends in the industry and uh, I kind of you know that's that's why I do it there's there's nothing else you know I find it a bit re, a, a bit of therapy as well just to get by because it's it's, it's kind of nice it's really it's very therapeutic now before we uh, talk about the topics at hand this week uh I just go through some updates of what's going on in my life recently so obviously the shows have calmed down we're in November things normally do calm down about this time uh it's been it's been a whirlwind of a year from from the shows in the summer to the freshest madness to just everything in between. It's been so, so like amazing for myself personally, like what a year it's been. And I've had a, I've had a couple of weeks uh, to sit back and reflect and just look at what, what's what been achieved by the team and, and myself, you know, by Rewire and everyone. And it's just been an incredible, incredible year and it's really nice that you get to meet so many more people and this year I think I met the most people that would be interested and probably listening to this right now whether you're on my snapchat or you're on my instagram uh, and it's just nice it's really nice to have communication with more and more people who are interested in similar things um you know I've I've never come across like to more group uh, a bigger group of positive people so big up yourselves because uh You guys, you guys are pretty dope. Um, So things to update. Okay, right. So my gym, my gym training is going okay. I say okay, it's going all right. It's better than okay. Um, I actually, the start of this week, I did a session with Tom, and it's probably my favorite session ever. I say that because I went like a beast. I don't think I've worked that hard. You know, when you're just working out. And if you work out, you know what I'm talking about here. But you get that little, you get a little buzz. Like you, you get like an, invinci- you feel like invincible halfway through your session. You're just pushing and pushing and pushing. Like you just feel like He-Man. And I got that during this. And we were boxing. We were doing sprints. We were doing um, burpees. We were doing jumps. Uh, and obviously the pull-up challenge, the world record, <laughs> I say world record. My world record is eight pull-ups. I got seven this week. Um, I think it was two weeks ago I did eight. I've not been able to do any more since, but I'm going to keep on going. I want to do like 20 in a row, and that'll probably take about two years. But we got time. We got plenty of time. So Jim's going okay. You can watch the workout. I did post it. Um, obviously, I Snapchatted it, and then I rip it off Snapchat and put it on Instagram. It's on my Instagram now. You can check it out. Um, if, you know, if anyone's interested in how I work out and how, how a fatty like me is trying to lose weight check it out because honestly it's like it's not me making this 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 up it's i'm getting proper training lessons from qualified people who know their stuff and uh it's so much fun and in fact if you go on my instagram and you scroll all the way down keep scrolling down you can see my first ever workout with tom and um so i did that and it was really nice to see the change man i look bigger uh i obviously like i haven't i've not gone from like 20 stone to 10 stone Um, but in terms of like my overall body shape I've got smaller my body shape is it looks like a you know a toned body shape now um my legs are ripped up my upper body is like like the, the most ripped it's ever been I say ripped it's not that ripped but you know and obviously, it's just the stomach, which which I don't think I'll ever lose. But we're working on it. Um, I go to Mauritius on Thursday. I'm going to do a photo shoot. Uh, I'm working on a few new things, which I'm I want to keep quiet about for now. But I'm working on a couple of things with Tom, who obviously is my trainer. And uh, you know, the aspect of creating uh, a training formula that is suited for me, that I think other people would would really be interested in doing and will find it enjoyable, whatever goals that you want to reach. Uh, I w- I'm, I'm in the process of uh, creating one, basically. I, c- I gave a little hint on Instagram. I can give it here as well. Vasky yoga is one of the things. Now, for those of you that have been following me quite closely, know that I've taken up yoga really seriously. And I'm, I think I'm in like week six and I, I, can't, I can't see myself living without it right now. Like yoga is fully intertwined in my life. Big up the yoga man, them if you do it, you know what i 'm talking about it 's that good like it is that good, and so I want to create like a I, I want to look at creating something uh, a yoga with my twist because obviously I have my own ways of training i prefer a certain way of training and so i want to put that into it as well so there's a couple of things that we're talking about with tom uh nothing really major to 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 talk about just yet it's just ideas but something will come about it in 2018. uh you so mauritius uh, i'm going to do a photo shoot um a couple of yoga poses a couple of gym poses basically me by the beach (laughs) do fuck all (laughs) no but i will be doing something so this um this trip to mauritius i'm doing it to detox but it's weird because I haven't like I haven't drunk that much this year. Obviously, I don't do drugs anymore. Um, my detox is a mental detox. It's not so much a body detox. It's a mental detox, and I want to go and I want to train every morning. I want to do yoga every morning, and I just want to turn my phone off and have a, a recharge uh, ready for ready for next year. Obviously, then then Christmas comes, and Christmas this year is like I'm just with my family the whole time. I do have a gig. Um, I've got a gig with Rewire on Boxing Day in Kettering which should be fun I'm really looking forward to that one so that should be fun and um, do I have any more gigs this year oh so there's a potential gig on New Year's Uh, I can't really talk about it just yet but there is a potential gig but if not I will be out and about in a club that I performed in just because my mate runs it (laughs) so I will be there I'll let you guys know where that is Um, and Varsity Club Volume 2, the mix, I've been I've been looking at doing another one because I the, the feedback from the first one was really, really good. So I've obviously been working on volume two of my mix. But the thing is, I don't want to keep churning them out like regularly because I want to take my time and really you know, really pick the tracks that I I really I really like rather than just putting tracks in there just to fill up the time. I don't want to do mixes like that. So Varsity Club Volume Two will be happening this, well, I'd say this month, December. I'm gonna, I'm gonna release another mix, and also one thing that I am working on at the moment, I'm doing a Varsity Gym Workout Mix. Um, hold on, let me take a sip of water. Sorry. So yeah, basically, do you know when you work out? Um, for those of you that work out quite hard on the cardio and whatever, know that obviously high intensity workout trainings, the you know, are really uh effective way of working out where you go all out for 30 seconds you break for 10 seconds go all out for 30 seconds or whichever the increments it doesn't really matter what i find difficult at the gym is having well unless someone's there doing it for me it's a a timer so if i go nuts in a boxing bag like pop 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 i don't there's i've got to keep looking at my phone to tell me when the time's up, I don't want to do that. And obviously I like my music loud when I train. So what I'm creating is my own 30 minute gym, high intensity mix. So the the tracks will come in and out and the actual, the intensity of the track will depend on whether it's the, the intensity, it's the intense part of the actual workout. Uh, so I'm doing it because I, I want to use it myself, but obviously I'm going to give it out to everyone else as well. So if you are interested in doing high intensity, that will be available here on the podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll upload it, uh, on the same way you listen to this podcast. And, uh, I think that really, I think that ties up all the updates for, for this week. Right. Let's get into, let's get into the topics. So EMA music week, European music awards. Many of you know, in fact, most of you know, I've been going on about it for so long, that me and Rewire got to perform um, at Wemble- the SSC Arena Wembley for the European Music Awards a couple of weeks ago. And it's probably the, the biggest thing that we've ever done, the most um, the most fascinating thing I've ever done. And it's something that I'm still smiling over. It was such an experience. And the whole week leading up to it was really... like It was just fucking like... It's why I do this. It was just such an amazing week from from the workshops to the Ministry of Sound Gig leading up to the actual event and what went with it. So, the one, the one, so basically, let's start from the top. So the EMA, the MTV, the leading up to every EMA, they do MTV Music Week, whatever city it is. I think last year we were in Rotterdam and the year before that was in Glasgow. And obviously this year we're at home in London. And the music week consists of different things, but what MTV does and I think this is really cool, is that they get like a, a building and they kit it all out for the week, they, do, they run workshops, they do club nights they do bars, They you know, it's a hangout area there's there's food, there's drink there's things going on, all related to entertainment, there's workshops from DJs to presenters to social media moguls to everything going on in this one week so if you, if there is an interest that you have in entertainment aspects they're, they're doing something there for you And uh, I was involved with the DJ workshop with myself, Rewire, and Jonas Blue. And first of all, if you're listening to this and you did come to that workshop, guys, you guys were so fucking cool and on the ball and were a pleasure to, like, you know, do the workshop with. It really was, like... You, you were all interested in learning. You all had an interest in DJ, and you asked the the right questions. You, you know, it was just all of us. I, you know, myself, Jonas, and were all, all, all spoke afterwards, and we're just like, you know, couldn't speak highly enough of you guys. So big up yourselves if you did come. Um, if you didn't come, basically you missed a really good day. Um, we 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 went through how to DJ. We went to give them hints and uh, tricks, BPM matching, uh, all on the highest stand. I think more on like N- Nexus twos. Um, so the, the top of the range, top of the range shit. And uh, you know we had a Q and A afterwards, and it's quite. Do you know it's rare that you can get us sat down with in a chilled out environment where we don't have to perform. And we're just, you know, we're there to talk to you and answer your questions. It's very rare that you get us in that position. It's even rarer that you get someone like Jonas Blue there as well to tackle his brain, to tackle our brains because there's three people who come up in the industry very different ways. And it's, you know, the questions that were asked were so intelligent and it was just, it was a pleasure to answer. And so big up if you did come. I keep, I'm going to keep saying it because you guys were, you we guys are so cool. And, um, so we did the uh, the music workshop and the following day we were at... No, it was the same day. No, it was the following day. It was a Saturday. On the Saturday, we played the first time ever at the Ministry of Sound Club in London. And i gotta be honest right so obviously i'd never been there i'd never been there raving and i was just like what can this hype all be about everyone's banging on about ministry of sound club this that and the other it's a club in london and you know if you if you, if you listen to me on snapchat and you hear my opinions you know that i don't really think much of western london clubbing i think it's all a bit shit but so i was just like how can this be different i could not have been more wrong Probably the best, if not the best, club event, club show that we've ever been a part of. Hands down. The hype was ridiculous. I felt like I was abroad. Like I I say that in the most the nicest terms, the most endearing terms to London. But I felt like I was abroad because it was just vibes. Like, you know, bass jackers are playing uh, just before us and they went in. but listen, Spotify bass jackers and listen to their stuff and just turn it up because they're sick. And so me and, me, and, me and Rewa went on afterwards. And it was just a sick show. And it was out of the blue. Well, I, for me, it was out of the blue because I was quite, you know, I didn't, really, I didn't really have any expectations. But sometimes that's the best way to go into something without expectations because then it turns out to be a sick night, That which it was. It was just so dope. I had so much fun performing at Ministry of Sound London. And it's so it's, it's such an honour to be able to say that I have done it. I performed at Ministry of Sand and Ministry Sound, please get me back because I really I, we all really enjoyed it. So please get us back. <laughs> so that was Saturday. Sunday morning. So we didn't get back till I think we got back at the hotel about five AM, six AM, had to be up at eight, ready to go do dress rehearsals. Now, the dress rehearsals for us were slightly different because we ain't superstars, you know, we're not doing a massive performance on TV with the warm-up DJs. So we were just told, be there at 11, and we'll try and fit you in, which is fine, that's all we expected, expected. so we got there, and um, it was a case of, and it, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, I'm just explaining what it is like for us, this is how it, ha- this is how it has to be, man, you've got people like Rita Wara, Stormzy, man, like French Montana, and Swahili doing their doing their um, dress rehearsals, and here we, we turn up, it's we have to wait until there's a, there's, a, there's an opening so we can get on stage and, 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 and you know, just test the sounds and test all the, the levels are okay and what whatnot and make sure everyone's happy with what we're going to do. Uh, luckily, we know all the stage team. <laughs> it's, you know, we've, we've done this for so long now. We've, we've got a really good relationship with the stage managers. We've got a really good relationship with the production managers at MCV. It's like a big family, and I don't... I mean that when I say it. It's like a big family. So, um... We got there quite early and uh, we didn't actually need to sound check till six, really. But what we did was we had a little ganders around the stage. And if you watch the European Music Awards, you know what I'm talking about. This stage was so dope. Extraordinary levels. Like I'm talking next levels. And it was a 360 stage. So it went round the whole arena. It wasn't forward facing. It went all around. So this is the first time in my life I was gonna perform on a stage that went all around rather than one stage looking forward. So that was one thing going in my head, like shit, what do I do? How do I how do I do uh, uh how do I do what I do? I, I that, basically that's what I was thinking. Uh oh, I need some more water. A sip of water for the Wookiee man. Pow. So um I was obviously gassed at like, okay, I'm performing to a 360 uh stage so where do I position myself at what moments it, it's a whole nother dimension that I'm I've never experienced before I've never had to deal with before so that was and I love these things you know when something new gets put forward to me in terms of here yeah, you got do this this is a new obstacle man I love that shit I, I will, I will take a new obstacle every show I do if if I had it my way but this was just this was one of the best obstacles I could actually ask for. So then we um, we went w- walking around the stage, we found out where we were. And even still, I, they were like, right, well, you're performing at half seven to eight? And, you know, me not, I didn't want to get my expectations up to a level where I'll get disappointed. Because bear in mind, this is us. And, you know, we're the masters of disappointment in terms of where we get our expectations somehow. So I was I was trying to be as realistic about this as possible. You know, I was saying, you know, we're probably not going to perform to many people. So let's just, you know, that way, at least I know when I go on and there's not many people to perform to, I'm cool. I'm just, I'm having the time of my life still. So I was in that frame of mind. I was like, you know, let's just, whatever happens out there. If there's no one in there, I don't care. I'm going to go and do, I'm going to have the time of my life. And I'm performing at the SSC Wembley Arena. So it didn't matter to me. So obviously, the time came. We did our sound check at 6 o'clock, all dressed, rehearsed, and all that. Uh, big up 17 London for the clothes. Really, they look really sick. Big up 11 degrees as well. Um, and half seven came. Well, no. So. We were waiting there from seven o'clock and uh, bear in mind that prior to this, uh, obviously the production team had been talking to us about what tracks we're gonna use because they've got a license to license them in some sort of way or fashion. So we had to give them a set list. Uh, so we did that at the hotel. Me and were me sat down, if you were on my Snapchat, I did the whole, we, we, I was I was suggesting stuff like Bangra and Power Rangers and stuff to see if he'd take me seriously. But he didn't, which is sucky But. Uh we we did the set list, he sent it all off. So seven o'clock came, I was just waiting, doing my stretches, my vocal my vocal warm ups and all that. Seven fifteen, bear in mind I'm walking on to the biggest stage of my life at, in fifteen minutes time. Seven fifteen. They're like, so you know all the acts that are playing, right? I know M and M's playing. So you know the rest of them. Mm, no. Right. You've got to talk about them. And you've got to talk about them in order of their performance, right? I apparently there was an email sent, (laughs) which I did, which I didn't get, and if I did get it, I didn't read. So fifteen minutes before the band to go on, I get told you have to talk about the lineup. You got to talk about, um, you've got to talk about all the acts in the order that they're on, and you can't fuck up. (laughs) No pressure. So here's what I did. I wrote, I I basically, I was scourging around backstage by the stage manager's area. Obviously, everyone's hard at work because they're about to go and do a live show. And um, I, I was like this little annoying dude. Excuse me, mate. You don't have to have a pen, do you? And my, one guy's like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, here, sure." Has a pen? I was like, "No, do you ha- do you have a sharpie?" <laughs> because a pen went right on my hand. So I managed to find a sharpie. These these techies always have a sharpie, so I knew that I'd find one. And uh, I wrote the order order. <laughs> I wrote the accent order on the back and front of my hand. <laughs> and then I bumped into Laura Whitmore, and she was just like, "What have you got on your hand?" <laughs> so we had a little laugh, a joke about that. That's also on my. Um, on a snapchat story which i will post this week i've saved it because it's just a cool story i wanted to i wanted to post that at a later date so i will post that one up be up laura a bit more i know you are in Barney right now mate uh i hope you are well um but yeah it was wicked seeing you at the emas so then i wrote them all down so i think it was eminem french montana uh sean mendes who every girl fucking loves apparently sean mendes um there's loads of them kesha david getter Blah, 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 blah. So then um, that was the first thing. Then they said, uh, okay, right, so you've got your in ears, Rav. We're going to run our sound through your in ears as well. So you may hear us playing, you know, or talking or doing something in the back while you're performing. And I was like, okay, can you, is there, is there any way of you like just not doing it for 20 minutes? So we'll try and put it off, don't worry. So in my head, I'm like, okay, cool. It doesn't matter. If not, I will just take my in ears out and I'm sure I can hear myself besides i'm only spitting one lyric uh the whole the whole set everything else i'm just interacting with the crowd down below uh, and i'm just getting everyone hype i'm only rocking one 16 bar so what are the chances that something's going to go through my ears in the middle of a bar i'll tell you what the chances are mate 100 fucking percent halfway through the only bar that i'll spit in you they call me Vaskin now. I rock them every town. Call me laid back. Yeah, bring the house down. I'm flying so damn high. I'm rocking till I die. You want to rock with me? Let's get the next flight. That's how it goes, right? So basically, the line before my last, they played Beyonce in my ear. If I could walk, I walk. <laughs> Halfway through my fucking bar of all the time. You could have done this. You could have done this during the set when I wasn't spitting. I wouldn't really care because I don't, it wouldn't throw me off right in the middle of my bar so you can see it on my instagram if you go on my Insta- instagram you can see where i don't follow q so i go they call me vaki now i rock them every town call me laid back yeah i bring the house down i'm flying so damn high i'm singing i rock it till i die and we'll be rocket with a rocket with rock a rat <laughs> and then i break and then i go river yeah we're the best i want to get to the rest we can sing it raw we got nothing on my chest <laughs> so i've barely <laughs> fucked up i'm on the biggest stage of my um career but i think i covered it up all right because even like when i'm asking people on snapchat like can you see where i fucked up everyone's telling me the wrong time which is quite worrying because i I, did, I didn't fuck up then does it sound like i fucked up then no that went all right but anyway so that was um that was that was that was a funny story of my fuck up on stage which no one really no one really noticed but hey we all good brah we all good so then um the show went amazing. We came off buzzing. Like, I've, I've not felt like, <coughs> excuse me, I've not felt that incredible coming off stage ever. And it was just like me and Rewa looked at each other and it was just like, yeah, yeah, well done, mate. That's, it's, a good, it's a good level there, it's a good level. To top that off... We walked backstage. Obviously, by the time we got right to the back, after everyone had like spoken to us and you know, or you know, been very complimentary, Cam Rewire was on his phone looking at our GoPro footage that we recorded. Oh, by the way, I tried to Facebook Live it. They shut me down. Gonna get legal on my ass. I was like, fuck that. I just nah, I'm not gonna Facebook Live it. Um, so he was looking at the GoPro footage that he filmed, and these like eight foot. Tall, big dudes like put the phones down, put the phones down, slap the phone down. He looked up. Guess who's in front of him? Eminem. (laughs) Eminem gave him a nod as well. (laughs) Life goals achieved. How sick is that man? Like Eminem. Apparently, he's not even that tall. Like he's quite short. I I think I'm short, but he's shorter than me. And he just looked at he looked at Rewire and he gave him a little nod. Honestly, I would have jizzed in my pants if that was me. Eminem giving me a nod. I'd retire what what more is there to do what more is there to achieve all I'm doing for the rest of my life is earning money now there's nothing there's no other goals to achieve (laughs) but yeah that was um that was dope and then what was really nice I got I'll bring up a couple of people Andy P from superhero DJs he was there he was watching and it's it's really nice when people who are fans and supporters are like you know what you do is incredible what you do is amazing it's rare that I've ever got peers in the industry coming up to me and saying what he said to me. And he even rang me the next day, and it meant so much. Andy, if you are listening to this, bro, I've had him on the show before, but if you're listening to this, mate, it meant so much you saying this. And uh, what he said to me was, like, listen, Rav, you were the star that night, and there's no one doing what you're doing better than you. And do you know what? It, It was just so nice to hear that and I was so humbled I'm just like bro it means so much I don't get I don't get compliments from peers like that it sounds crazy but you know you don't you don't get people in the industry saying you guys are that good you guys are amazing what we do is get repeat bookings which is probably the same but do you know what I mean like the the other kind of compliments we don't really get which is so it's nice when we get it so big up Andy P big up the superhero DJs um and so, yeah, it was, it was just a really good day. Now, the after party, which I was meant to go to, um, bear in mind, I'm a bit of a boring fuck now. Like, I do my thing on stage. I'll freak the fuck out and all that, all that jazz. Come home time. I'm not really up for partying. Like, do you know what I mean? If you know me, then you know that I do what I do as a me- mechanism to control, to control, like, me going overboard. I don't know if I can say, how do I say, yeah, because I've, I've, I've had a problem with addictions. Duh, everyone knows that. I've overcome addiction. I'm batting and I'm winning. I'm beating. I beat addiction every day and I have done for the past three years. Um, and so one of the things that I opted out of was to go out and party afterwards because when you want to highlight like that, the only way to get even higher is by doing something that you shouldn't do. So I... Regardless of whether I would be tempted now or not, three years ago I said to myself I wouldn't. So I've always kind of been put off by it. I enjoy going to a bar now, like a pub, and having a pint and some food rather than going out clubbing, just because it's the way of me dealing with shit. So, but anyway, well, stop story cut short. um I got persuaded to go out to the after party, and me and Rewa went to the hotel first to drop our bags. Then we got an Uber. We didn't need to get an Uber. It was literally outside the hotel, and we were trying to call Tom. Tom Bone, the bandy, he was like, I'm outside, where are you? We're like, we're outside, and basically, Cam's, Cam started getting chatted out by this, like, wired girl, I don't know what she was going on about, but basically, I was like, I'm bailing, I left him to fucking deal with this shit, she was like, yapping on God knows what, she had drawing on her face, and I just looked at me while I'm like, I'm gone, you deal with this, and he's just a nice guy, he was like, oh yeah, really, okay, okay, and then in his head, he's like, "Vasky, fuck you, man, fuck you, so, I started getting really, really frustrated at the fact that there's no one there. It's cold. I couldn't get through to Tom. So I was like, listen, I'm walking back. I'm getting a McDonald's and I'm walking back and I'm I'm, I'm going to buy a film because I didn't have any on me. And I'm just going to chill and, and, and enjoy my moment. And that's what I did. <laughs> that's just exactly what I did. I got a massive McDonald's. And um, I think it was Batman Dark Knight I got and I watched that and I fell asleep. Um, but basically Tom was 100 yards away from us down that road if we had looked forward we would have seen him and I probably would have ended up going to it and the after party was meant to have been sick DJ EZ was there and all hell was breaking loose and I'm, I'm kind of regretful that I'm not there but I'm glad that I, I did what I did because I still feel you know I don't feel like I missed anything but the EMAs were sick and that was that's basically the EMA roundup what a, what a week what a week well let me have a break so that was the uh, EMA week uh and it I can't I'm still gonna be buzzing off this for a couple of couple of months to come the biggest thing I've ever had to do in my life and the the highest stage that I've ever been at my in my life was on that stage going on for the oh I didn't tell you they I went on for the second time so I did my first set with with Rewire and um they were like look we're not happy with the crowd because we want them to be louder so can you go out on your own and do something here's a mic so at Wembley Arena at the European Music Awards little old me walking on stage you've got four minutes do something (laughs) and they gave me a countdown so imagine me now it was after Rita Rora performed and she was performing on these white steps so I literally went and stood on the first step of the white step and I was started talking to everyone but before I did start talking to people I had a little moment to myself and like the guy was giving me a cue so it's like five four Three. you know do that thing with a hand Three, two, and uh, I just had a little moment to myself and I'm like fucking hell mate like this is this is what I do this for like well done Rav you done you done good bro you done good so that was good and obviously we had a little fun with the crowd and oh it was just amazing what an amazing week um and it was lovely to meet so so many people that after so long, like, you know, saw the Sigma boys after so long. Um, and so in fact, we can, this is a good Sigma, the Sigma boys, Sigma are a good segue to the next topic, which is how I got um, introduced, like how I got involved with MTV. That's topic number two. So before I start talking about topic number two, I'm going to say a big shout out to my Snapchat crew. Hello. I'm Snapchatting them right now. I'm recording my podcast, guys. This should be up uh, later on today or tomorrow. So, topic number two is how did I get involved with MTV? And this is the question that I've been asked numerous times. Let me just check my headphones. Um, God, it seems so long ago. Um, what year? 2012 was the year I got involved with MTV. Now, prior to that, I was with Ministry of Sound, working on a brand called Unitrash, which basically, the concept of that idea was that we'd just travel around doing all the universities, doing cool club nights, bringing incredible music back to the masses. This was at a time where it was just credible dance music had kind of filtered away, like falling off the student cliff. Or I don't know, man, but going out student nights, going out clubbing wasn't fun because the music was so shit i don't mean that in a disrespectful way but like it just became more pop there was no like real bass there was no real music going ahead and the concept was that we were going to bring that back and, and it did okay it lasted about 11 months and uh it i don't know why it fell apart with ministry of sound it's not really my business um but it did and um so for about four four months, so from like November, to January, December, January, February, I had no work. I had no idea what I was doing. In my life, I you know, and I, bear in mind, I just you know a year prior to that, I'd given up all my residencies in Leicester, DJing, I was on decent money, and I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> what, what the fuck have I done? i am just I've just taken a massive gamble, and it's not paid off. But mtv rang and said do you want to come into the offices and have a chat and i was like fuck yeah mtv um and so they sat me down they're like look we want to carry on that concept but make it bigger we want to take it to another level we want to use yourselves we want to use a rewire and Vasky brand we want to build the brand together and we want to start a new brand called club mtv which is basically the same format, but done properly in their way. And I say properly, but done in the MTV way. And also, you know, we want to look after you guys more because we didn't feel we were really getting looked after at Ministry of Sound. We were small fish, and that's fair enough. So we obviously we're we're our own businessmen, and we have to look after ourselves. And we wanted more from the people that we're working with, and MTV said they'll do it. So then we started doing the Club MTV. uni uni tours and they were going really well Um, we're hitting new unis doing a wider market obviously our music had to change a little bit uh, become a little bit more commercial but by that time commercial was house so we were getting somewhere in the industry music was becoming a bit more credible more enjoyable more 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 relevant to a club and so um, 2012 went 2013 I went to Malia and I had the best summer of my life there's a lot of people on my fan base from Malia, and I, you know, I'll do a whole podcast on Malia another time, but it meant that much to me that I've had it tattooed on me, Malia, two thousand and thirteen, um, and from there, there just seemed to be like a massive step up when I got back in terms of like following and whatever. Bear in mind, no one knew who I was, like no one knew who Rewa and Vasky was. Well, you know, it was it was at a time where. It was a difficult time for us because you didn't know who we were. We were playing at venues. And when you play at student union events, I've gone, on, I've gone on about this, at nauseam, but like, they don't really want you there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not the, uni, not the university themselves, the but the students. They just want to go out on a night out. And if you're there doing your show, it's not really what they want. So it's a difficult time to perform because when they don't know you, they feel they can run roughshod over you. And I used to have middle fingers thrown at me, I used to have golf balls thrown at me i've had I've had everything like I've had chance like wanker chance thrown at me and everything and that was a really tough time, but then you know what it's it that time made me stronger because if that happens to me now, bo, I'd shut shit down with that person. They would know I hit him, but you know that 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 it was that t- period in time that made me stronger to be able to be in this position to have that confidence. And obviously, I was still rocking the face paint, and I think I dropped the face paint in two thousand and fourteen um and it's literally gone on from there and we we it went from student student university shows to oh we have a tour in ireland oh we we have a we have a european tour oh we have some gigs over there oh we have a we have a tour in dubai. Arab Emirates and it went literally like from there to there to there to there to there to there and it's just grown and as that's as the brand's grown me and Rewire have grown as people as performers our brand has grown itself we've gained a following we've hit shows like crashes um we're doing massive shows all over the world like summer break like summer blast like ultra ridiculously big shows and it's just grown from there and obviously there's been a personal journey there as well but that's that's literally how it's gone on to grow and it's continuing to grow i mean like i just i just finished talking about the european music awards and we played there so it's continuing to grow and i I'm, I'm still like i'm gobsmacked i'm just looking at this thinking how the fuck did i get myself here because this is too good to be true but no long may it last man and you know the focus is there i'm feeling good i'm feeling really really good i'm feeling the best i've felt in ever probably I'm feeling very confident about my work. I know what direction I'm going in. I'm happy with the people that I'm with. Um, my personal life, my family life, has never been better. And you know, you just have that balance, and everything. You know, happiness comes in check. So basically, that's how I got involved with MTV. Um, if you have any questions that I haven't really answered, just Snapchat me, ask me, and uh, I'll probably bring it up on the next episode next episode will probably be next week Uh, no it won't it'll be the week after when I'm back from Mauritius Mauritius I ain't gonna do an episode out there because man's gonna chill you get me so thank you so much for listening guys Uh, please 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 help a brother out and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on leave a review be be a doll and uh, subscribe to it as well it's all free but it does help me and it helps this podcast so if you like what you hear you know let's get this podcast heard by more people um, and I think this is the first podcast I would have put on YouTube as well so what's up my YouTubers so thanks so much for listening guys, I am Varsky uh, if you don't follow me already, why not at Varsky on everything and I'll be back in about two weeks with episode 3 hopefully we'll have a guest uh, and uh, we can tackle their brain and how they became a DJ I've, I've, and this has been nice doing a late night show I might do this more often, it's been really really nice anyway guys peace out look after yourselves love you bye